Can we get started? That's not even the intro yet. I'm just, uh, you know, man, I'm just, I, I, think, I think I'm at, at a point where it's a new year, and, and I want to run into it. Now, I know the year's already started, right? And you say, well, we're going to talk about vision. Well, we started vision last week. Here's the thing with vision. If you didn't repent last week, you're not going to have vision today. If you came last week and you flooded the altars with repentance, you cannot have vision unless you come to, unless you come to repentance. Because I'm not talking about the vision you think that you have for you. I'm talking about God vision and the only vision that God has established with believers. Did you know that? Did you know there's only one vision with God? There's only one vision, Bobby. There's not many visions. Many visions is called division. You can't have your vision and then say, well, you know, this is the vision God gave me. Now, I understand about goals, and I understand about dreams, and if you have your own business, you have visions for wanting to do things for your, you know, that, that, that's different. But if you're a believer, there's only one vision. There's only one vision. Win souls. That started 2,000 years ago. That has never changed. The vision is the same. It is a God vision to win the lost and make disciples. That is God's vision. But here it is. If I can't repent myself and sell out to God myself, how am I ever going to win souls and make disciples? You'll only have your vision and you'll never have the vision of God. Y'all all right yet? We're just we're family, right? So we can just talk, right? We're just talking. We're just talking. The only thing is you don't get to answer. <laughs> See my wife after service if you have any questions. Write them down. Check it out. Joel, 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 chapter 2, verse 28. This, this is awesome because this was also in the book of Acts, right? But listen, listen to what Joel says. It says, it will come about after this that I will pour out my spirit on all mankind, and your sons and your daughters will prophesy, your old men will dream dreams, and your young men will see visions, okay? Now, now I understand. I understand prophetically prophecies, and we have words of knowledge, and these are the gifts of the body of Christ, but we understand that visions also, that God shows us different things. But I want to talk about the type of vision that God's, God's vision for the, the local body and God's vision for the believer. So what is, what is vision? According to the Bible, the Bible says, according to the Bible, biblically, vision, vision, listen to this, vision is a clear mental picture of what God has called us to do. It's clear. It's not distorted. We're not confused in the body of Christ as to what God has called us to do. Let me tell you this, if you're attending ministries or you're watching or you're listening to ministries and you have no idea or they have no idea the direction that they're running in, you're probably listening or going or to the wrong people. Every single ministry, every single ministry should have the exact same vision. Now, the way they get there might be different, but they should have the God vision. Every ministry, every born-again believer should have the ministry, and that ministry is to win souls and make disciples. It comes from God. How you get there is one thing. Doesn't matter to me if you want to fish at the canal, 
If you want to fish at the Arroyo, if you want to go fishing at the jetties, if you want to go fishing, you know, in, 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 in salt water or fresh water, it doesn't matter where you want to go fishing. The goal is all the same, to catch Vision is a clear mental picture. Without vision, people will create personal agendas. Passions for ministry will decrease and the people will scatter. Without a God vision, without a vision in the local body, again, not of what God has called us to do. We already know what God has called us to do. But how we're going to get there, what happens is the body will create their own personal agendas. And that's why I'm not about I'm not about having different types of organizations in the church. We, you know, well, you know, we got to have a youth group. And every time you have a youth group, you got to feed them pizza. And guess what they're going to desire every Friday? Pizza. And the day there's no pizza, the day they're not going to show up. Well, we got to have this. We got to have this. And we got to have this because it's going to bring them. And they're going to bring them. And they're going to bring. And all we're doing is building these agendas. Man, but what if I was to get some. 10, 11, 12-year-olds who get on fire for Jesus. Let me see what they're going to do for the Lord. And, and, and without vision and purpose, Charlie, without, without giving people a focus point of what we're called to do and how we're called to get there, people will create their own agendas. That's why it's not important for people to come to church anymore. It's not. It's not important. They'll all say the exact same thing. Brother, you don't know my relationship with God, brother. No, but I can see it. Very evident. Brother, you don't know. And look, look again, man. I'm, I'm just, we're just talking as family, right? You take it up with God. If I'm wrong, then okay. Let the Holy Spirit convict you. If I'm not, but I'm going to show you in the Word of God. People, there are, there are so many other things more important than God right now. You won't say it, but we'll prove it by our actions how many other things are more important than coming where the Bible says, do not forsake yourself of the assembling of yourself together, even so as you see the day approaching. And all you got to do is turn on your TV and you can see the day approaching and you're going, nah, I'd rather go to a football game. Nah, I'd rather go fishing. Anyways, God knows me. Yeah, he knows you're going straight to hell. Vision is a clear mental picture. People will scatter, Bobby. Without vision, people are going to scatter. So what do we do once a year, Lupe? We try, to, we try to, again, bring it back so that everybody knows why they're here. If you're here, it's because God called you to this vision, not the body of Christ. I, again, I get that. Follow me. I, I get it. I, I, I get it. You're a part of the body, so all of the part of the body should be winning souls and making disciples. Whether you're in your workplace, whether you're at school, it doesn't matter. You should be witnessing about Jesus, and you should be discipling people. That is irrelevant. That's a given when you become a Christian. But when you become a part of a local body, God has established this platoon to run in a certain way and do certain things. And she's here, well, you know, I just come because I like the preaching. Really? I just kept, I don't even like myself. <laughs> I'm like, if I, if I had to listen to me, I'd be like, I'm looking for another church. I'm going to go find a church where they just, <laughs> I better not. Listen to this. This, this was pretty cool. Vision becomes, vision becomes the force and energy that pushes the church past the problems. No, pues la hermana y el brother y no me caen, pastor y como no, porque look at them and they're always fighting, they're always talking. 
vision pushes past all that nonsense. You ain't got time for that nonsense when you, when you know what you're supposed to be doing. You don't have time for, well, give me the way la pierna y la espalda y que me aquí, me Focus! We get past all that nonsense and focus on what God has called us to do. It becomes, it becomes a, vision will become a contagious spirit that will be felt among the congregation and will eventually cause unity within the body. Why? Because we're no longer focused on all the problems. We're focused on the one thing God has called us to do. Win souls. But if I ask you, how many of us out there are actually winning souls and making disciples? You know, anybody know who Helen Keller is? You got to be old school to remember Helen Keller. Helen Keller was an author. She wrote a lot of books. She was the first blind and deaf person to receive a bachelor's degree. Blind and deaf received a bachelor's degree and wrote all these books. She was well known, right? Check out what Helen Keller was asked. Blind and deaf. What would be worse than being born blind? She said to have sight without vision. Vision is the key that keeps you focused. To have sight but no vision. You're walking around, bumping into walls, man. Well, God told me. And you, and you, and you come across people like that. Well, God told me to do this. Three months later, no, 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 God told me to do this. Three months later, no, God moved us over here. Six months later, no, God told us to go do this. Is God crazy? Is God confused? I don't think God changes his mind that often. In order, listen, in order for us to fulfill vision that Christ has for us, for our lives, listen, this is important, and I know a lot of people are not going to agree with this, but that's okay. This is very important. We are going to have to sell out to the local body of Christ. I don't know I'm not going to get out of means. That's okay. Everything in vision where God has placed you will stem from the local body of Christ. It will stem from here. If you're called to, 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 to prophesy or be an evangelist, it's going to stem from here. If you're called to, to generate multiple uh, money so that you can enhance the kingdom of God, it will stem from the local body of Christ. I'm going to prove it to you in the word. The local body of Christ becomes the center point of our lives. You will not have a clear mental picture of what Christ has called you to do if you are not totally and 100% sold out to where Christ has placed you. Unless you're sold out where Christ has placed you, 100%, you will not have clarity of what Christ wants you to do. That's why we have desires and cravings. That's why we have wants. That's why we start ministries and we don't finish. That's why we begin and then we slow down and then we don't see you for three or four months. Because why? Because you're not sold out to the vision of what God has called the local body to do. You've got to be sold out to this thing. The reason you have is because you, you, you are to enhance the body of Christ to fulfill the vision. 
This should fire you up. If you're a visionary, this should excite you, man. This should excite you. This, this, this pumps me up, Sandy, because it reminds me of the direction that I'm running in. Here's the problem. Not everybody is going to want to buy into the vision. Man, had I had seen what Bill Gates saw those years ago, I would have bought into that sucker. Had I had seen that, had I had seen what the dude from Facebook saw, man, I would have bought into that thing. You know what has to happen? If you were in this local body, Charlie, you have to ask God to allow you to see what your pastor sees. Then you'll buy into it. And when you buy into it, you'll sell out to it. Because there is nothing more important than winning the loss for Jesus Christ. Nothing. No amount of money, no amount of things, no amount of trips, no amount of vacations is more important than winning the loss for Jesus Christ. For then transforming a city and a valley and a nation for Christ. There's nothing more important. Kevin, keep your hands to yourself. Acts chapter 2, verse 38 through 47. Acts chapter 2. I'm going to show you in the Word of God now, right? Here it is. Check this out. Peter replied, now again, this is the day of Pentecost takes place, right? The Holy Spirit falls. Joel talks about that. Again, he talks about the Spirit of God will fall on all men, and your sons and your daughters will prophesy, right, and all this stuff. So Peter stands up, and then he says this. He starts beginning to tell them about them crucifying Jesus, right? And Peter replied, each of you must repent of your sins and turn to God and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. Here's the first thing. You will never have clear mental picture of what God wants you to do unless you repent and you follow God 100%. You're not. You will not see clearly what God wants you to do if there is sin in your life. You cannot. You will not. Or if you're not a believer. It's impossible. You've got to be a believer who is sold out to Jesus, who has been forgiven of their sins in order to see clearly what God wants you to do. Then, then you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Who is it that helps us fulfill these things? It's the Spirit of God living in me. I can't do this by myself. I can't get up here and go, man, I want to go do God's will. The Bible says that he gives us the Holy Spirit for two reasons. Number one, to resist sin. Number two, to be witnesses of Jesus Christ. So I can't fulfill the vision if the Holy Spirit is not living inside of me. But I first have to repent in order to receive the Holy Spirit. You see the pattern here? All right. This promise is to you and you and you and you and you and you and you. This promise is to you, Dora and Andy. This promise is to you, but not just to you, to your children too. That's why some of your, your children are here serving God. That's why some of your children are here, you know, uh, praising God up here in the front. But listen, that's why some of your children aren't here because of you too. Mine ain't here too. All right. All who have been called by the Lord are God. Is anybody in here called by God? Anybody in here still want to go to hell? Raise your hand. No? Okay. Then Peter continued preaching for a long time, strongly urging all his listeners, save yourself from this crooked generation. It looks pretty crooked to me right now. 
Some of us still like this generation, though. Some of us are still trusting in that and trusting in that. Things are going to change, brother. Biden is as bad as he th you think he is. Wait, wait, Trump's still going to win. Wait, 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 Kanye's going to win. <laughs> Who cares? Who cares? You got a job to do, and that's win souls and make disciples. Devale, right? We got to win souls and make disciples. Next. Those who believed, here's where the church got started. Here's where the local body got started. Those who believed what Peter said were baptized and added to the that day 3,000 in all. Next. All the believers, and herein lies the problem. All the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teachings and to the fellowship and to the sharing and meals, including the Lord's Supper, and to prayer. A deep sense of awe came over them all, and the apostles performed many miracles and signs and wonders. And all the believers met together in one place, shared everything they had. They sold their properties and possessions and shared the money with those in need. They worshiped together at the temple each day, met in homes for the Lord's Supper, and shared their meals with great joy and generosity, all the while praising God and enjoying the goodness of all the people. And each day, the Lord added to their fellowship those who were being saved. In here lies the problem. Verse 42 says this. All the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. Here's the problem with the body of Christ. Not all the believers are devoted. That's the problem. People call themselves believers, but they're not devoted. They're not devoted to the body of Christ. We're all devoted to our own agendas before the body of Christ. And the Bible says the reason they got saved and the reason that they came to the Lord was because they were all devoted together in eating together, in prayer together, in fellowshipping together, in worship together. They were devoted together every day with God. And the problem is believers who call themselves believers are not devoted to each other or to the local body of Christ. As long as you can get something out of it. The minute I got to invest my life, it's too much for me. You know what the word devoted means? Google it like I did. <laughs> devoted means give all, give all, or a large part of one's time or resources to a person, activity, or to a cause. Give all of time and resources. And you know what we do? I'm here, man. I'm here today. This is not something bad. This is actually something good. We need to know these things. We need to learn from these things. Because I'm telling you, the day is coming that we might not be able to meet together. Then, if you were halfway in and halfway out, I promise you, you will definitely drink the Kool-Aid. This is rescuing us from that Kool-Aid. Devoted. We're just not. We're not devoted. I didn't say everybody, but the majority of us are not devoted. The book of Acts is where the local body of Christ was established. The local body of Christ becomes the instrument in fulfilling God's vision 
on this earth. So where does vision come from? Okay, and I talked about that. It's a God vision. We can find that in Mark, right? Let's find that in Mark. Mark chapter 15, verse, uh, I'm sorry, 16, 15 through 18 says this. And then he told them, go into all the world and preach the good news to everyone. He didn't say, hey, man, see, 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 if you got time. Hey, man, if your kids don't have a tournament today, then go into all the world and preach the gospel. Hey, man, if, you know, if, 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 if you, don't, you don't have to work today, then if you get this, you know, if you're not, if you're feeling okay and, you know, if you feel like going to church today, why don't, you know, just go into all the world. He didn't ask. This is a command. This is where vision started. This is God's vision. He said, go back. And then he told them, go into all the world and preach the good news to everyone. Next. Anyone who believes is baptized or, and is baptized will be saved. But anyone who refuses to believe will be condemned. These miracle signs will accompany those who believe. They will cast out demons in my name, and they will speak in new tongues. They will be able to handle snakes with safety. Don't do that. No, look, look Pastor, I got a rattler. What are you talking about? He's talking about, man, if that's your trade, you know, it's not going to kill you. He's saying this, if you handle your mother-in-law with safety, don't worry. Not mine. Mine's the best. Are you kidding me? I'm talking about y'all's. <laughs> they will be able to handle snakes with safety, and if they drink anything poisonous, it won't hurt them. They will be able to place their hands on the sick, and they will be healed. Here's the command. Go and preach the gospel. Go and win souls. Go and make disciples. And while you're going and you're doing these things, these things will accompany you if you need them. You're going to encounter some demons? Don't worry, you'll be able to cast them out. You're going to encounter some sick people? Don't worry, you're going to lay hands on them, they're going to recover. Don't worry, you got some poisonous things coming at you? Don't worry, it's not going to hurt you. Why? Because we're doing what God has called us to do. This is a vision. Okay? I wrote this down and I put it in red. You can recognize those who have vision and those who don't. By. 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 Listen to this. A person with vision talks little but does much. It amazes me how many times I have people come up to me and tell them how many different things we need to do in the church. You got to do this, brother. You got to do this. You got to do this. We can do this. We can do that. We can do this. Do this. Do this. Do this. Do this. And I'm going, do it. <laughs> you know what they're saying, Jesse? Pastor, you do it. <laughs> we want you to do this. I'm like, dude, God's given you a gift and a talent just like he gave me. You're no different from me in the body of Christ. But here it is, visionaries, visionaries. Visionaries, you can see the progress in, 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 in Oscar's work, man, his company. There's vision there. There's purpose. There's, there's drive there. Talks little, but look at the results. Talks little, but does much. A person with vision finds strength from their inner convictions. When you have vision, man, you're convicted by the Holy Spirit when you're out of the will of God. When you have purpose and you have drive, you're convicted by the Holy Spirit when you're out there doing something you're not supposed to be doing. Person with no vision, they're not convicted. They continue in that same vomit every other day. How? A person with vision doesn't quit when problems arise. Thank God, man, Bobby, one of the greatest things I thank God, because, you know, we've been talking and we're family. You know, we know our, each other's stuff. One of the greatest things that I love about God, man, is that he gave us vision, and when the problems have arisen, we haven't quit. 
Because, we, yeah, we might hurt, but we focus on what God has called us to do. The only thing that's... <clears throat> okay, tell them. Okay, so now, now we've established what vision is, okay? Everybody cool with that? We've all established what vision is. Purpose, drive. It's from God. You're in this local body. So now let me tell you, let me tell you what the vision of Revamp Church is. What's the vision of the body of Christ? Everybody, every born-again believer. To what? Win souls and make disciples. Okay, this is how we catch fish here. If you are a part of this or you want to be a part of this, I'm going to tell you, this is how we, we catch these fish. This is what God has commanded this local platoon on how to function and, and how to go into war and win. Okay, here it is. Revamp is reaching out to people within our city with the gospel of Jesus Christ. We are going to go in not with a church word. We're not going to go in with a pastor's word. We're going to go in with Jesus. The only one that can save is Jesus. You need Jesus. My church ain't going to save you. My denomination ain't going to save you. It's Jesus. He's the one that shed his blood. He's the one that's going to deliver and set you free by his power. We believe that. We actually Believe in the gospel of the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. We believe that everyone has the power to change through the Holy Spirit and the Word of God. We really, really, and truly believe we don't care whether you're educated or uneducated, whether you're a prostitute, a drug addict, a homosexual, whether you're a, a pimp, pusher. We don't care whether you're rich or poor. We believe that the Holy Spirit can transform your life. We're not after just rich people or poor people or educated people or uneducated people. We are after anybody and everybody needs Jesus. That's what we do in this place. The ones that you're running from, where's the Facebook? The ones that you're running from, those are the ones we're chasing. Meh, meh. <laughs> me vale once they start cussing me out. <laughs> Here we go. We're almost done with the vision. It says, revamp is determined to help people fulfill their destiny in the new life God has called them into. You know what that means, Otis? We disciple people. We want to help them fulfill their destiny and their purpose. We bring them in, we fellowship, and then we go, okay, what has God called you to do? Awesome. We can use that to enhance winning souls, making disciples. What has God called you? We can use that to enhance this local body to win souls and make disciples. We need as many people as we can to win souls and make disciples. Listen, not everybody in here is the quarterback. Not everybody in here is a receiver. We need, Otis, some linemen. Ray? Miguel, <laughs> we need some linemen. Yeah, we need some water boys too. Vince, ah, no, just kidding. We need some receivers. It, it takes an entire team to fulfill the vision. But what's the vision? Win souls? We're just doing it a different we're, we're using our method to get there. That means we're not scared of people with tattoos. But we're also not scared of people who don't have tattoos. We're not, we're not as scared. 
This means, I'm almost done, guys. This means that anyone who is in Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone. A new life has begun. We actually believe that Jesus Christ can change anyone. And once God touches your life, we're going to help you on your journey to fulfill the call of God in your life. We believe that. We really do. We really do. Why would you not want to be a part of this? We got core values, and I'm going to be done with our core values. Did we put the core values down? Number one, we got core values. These are core values for our vision. We actually believe this. Number one, of course, we shared that in the, in the vision. Jesus is the center of everything that we do. The, Jesus is the center. This is not, again, I share this all the time. This is not about a man, or a pulpit, or a name on a building, or a not, it, it, or don, denomination. It is about Jesus. Jesus is the center point of everything we do. We take Jesus out, the church collapses. Colossians 1.18 says this, Christ is also the head of the church, which is the body. He is the beginning supreme over all who rise from the dead. So he is first in everything. Everything that we do, Bobby, we put Jesus first. If we're going to make a decision, we seek Jesus. If we're going to spend some money, we seek Jesus. And, and then I asked Jesse, <laughs> and his name is Jesus. <laughs> Number two, people are our hearts. I mean, seriously, we really care about people, man. We, we do. We care how, how people live. We care how people survive. We care if people are hungry. We care if people can't pay their bills. We care if people don't have clothes. We, we care if people are hurting or if, 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 they, if they backslidden. Or we, we, we really, really do care. Scripture, Matthew twenty two thirty nine. 39, a second is equally important. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. We, we love people. Man, if, 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 we didn't, if we didn't love people, we, we'd been, been gone a long time ago. Number three, serving is our priority. That's one of the, the good things about this church. I, I, I know that people like to get involved. Serving is our priority. Mark chapter 10, verse 45 says, So even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve others and to give his life as a ransom for many. It's about serving other people. It's about yielding your life to other people, serving other people. That's what God has called us into. Number four, discipleship is our mission. If you want me to email this to you, just let me know and I can email you this. Discipleship is our mission. Scripture, Matthew 28, 19, therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and Holy Spirit. We win souls and we make disciples. That's what we're called to do. We're about to finish our one-year journey. If you went through that entire thing, Man, you got some. You got some substance. Last one, number five of our core values: generosity is a privilege. Did you know that? And to be able to give to God is actually a privilege. To be able to bless other people is actually a privilege. Generosity is our privilege. Luke chapter six, verse thirty-eight says, "Give, and you will receive." Your gift will return to you in full, pressed down, shaken together to make room for more, running over and poured into your lap. The amount you give will be determined by the amount you will get back. Amen. How you love people, that's how you're going to get love back. 
How you treat people, that's what you're going to get back. How you give of your finances, that's how you're going to get repaid. You want to cheat God? You're going you're to find people cheating you. This begins with a personal relationship with Jesus Christ in our marriage, our families, our relationships, our neighborhoods, and our community. The goal is to lead people to Christ, plug them into revamp so that they can be discipled and help them fulfill God's plan for their lives. How can I be a part of revamp vision? I'm going to make it real fast. We'll be done in five minutes. How can I be part of revamp vision? You're asking, hey, man, how can, I be, how can I plug in? How can I be a part of this? Okay? Number one, first thing, in order to be a part of this vision and be plugged in, notice, number one, you got to get saved. You can't be a part of vision if you don't know Jesus. Why? Because you can't even see what Jesus wants you to do unless you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. You got to be saved. John 3, 16, for God so loved the world, give his only begotten son for whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Number two, discipleship. You want to get plugged in? Here's a way to get discipled. We have the next steps. Right? We do the next steps. Serve in the church. You can get discipled by serving in the church. We need ushers. We need porters. We need people helping clean. We need greeters. We need. We need. Here's another way. Give your tithes. Give your offerings. Here's another way. Attend church. Just come to church. Be a part of the vision. Another way is by witnessing. Go out there and tell people about Jesus. Invite them to church. When's the last time you invited anybody to church? E, using your gifts and talents for the church. That's discipleship. I got a gift. Listen, everybody in here, I don't care who you are, everybody in here has a gift and a talent to offer to God. Everybody. We can use you somewhere. Somewhere. Some of you have multiple gifts and talents, which you will be accounted, accounted for in front of God for all your gifts and talents. Too much is given. Much is required. Number three, here's a good one, and we got a lot of people connected to this one already, by being a part of RRC. You want to help out? You want to be a part of the vision? Be a part of, of our research center. Be a part of our men's research center. Get involved. Some of you guys bring dinners. Some of you guys help. You know, you, you come clean. Some of you have donated food, clothes, finances. Man, keep doing it. You're a part of the vision of God. Man, listen, I, and I've shared this. Nobody in the valley, and we might not have a whole lot, but it's coming. You know why? It's because we're building that leadership team we are talking about this morning. Josiah, Hector, Juan, who else is in there? Joseph, we're building that leadership team. That's why. Once that team is built, there's going to be an overflow of people. And not just that, we're ready to open up our women's home too. Behave, Juan. We're ready to open up our women's home. Be a part of that move of God. Nobody in the entire valley is taking people in like this. No other church. I'm surprised that we ain't got 100 people in here. Only because we don't have 100 devoted people. Conclusion. We need to understand that if we are in the local church, that God has brought you here. Not pastor. God brought you here. Just remember how you got here. It was God that brought you here. Man, some of you got some tremendous testimonies how you wound up here. It was God. So if God brought you here, you must understand that you have a purpose, that he has a purpose and a plan to fulfill in this church. You play a major role in reaching our neighborhood, our city, our state, America, and the world with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Everything rises and falls on the importance of God's vision. Everything. Everything is going to rise and fall 
on the importance of what God has called us to do in this local body. Be a part of it, man. And some of us out there, you guys know, including myself, some of us, some, we, we can do more. We're half, we're half, we're half donkeying it. <laughs> That's what we're doing. And you think you're doing it to, to the local church. You're, you're doing it to God. What am I, what excuse? What am I saying? Well, Lord, you know, you know, God, you know. And God's going to be like, yeah, I do. I know. Get, get out of here. Depart from me, worker of iniquity. I never knew you. That's scary. That is scary, man. I'm not to fear God. I mean, fear man. I should fear God. But in that, I have an opportunity to do something great for the kingdom of God. You could leave a legacy behind. Man, do something. Can you imagine being the first church to open up a women's home? <laughs> that parking lot back there we talked the other day, we're zoned. We can build a women's home back there. Can you imagine doing that? Like, what do you guys do? Dude, we got men's home, women's home. We'll take anybody. You homeless, we'll take you. Heck, some of us need to go. You're like, yeah, who's this? Well, he's one of our leaders. <laughs> he's going to spend about three months in here. He's the pastor. You know what I mean? Dude, this is great. It's supposed to be encouraging. It's not supposed to be deflating. It really should. Your church, the church that you attend, has a vision. We know where we're going. All we need is more people to buy into it. Sell out, man. Make this the year that you sell out to God and to the local body where God has placed you in. Just sell out. Sell out, man. Just go in 100%. Listen, give it one year. And if it doesn't work, at least you gave it a year. You keep talking about selling out. And you haven't yet. Why don't you give it one year? And if it doesn't work, then you say, hey, look, I gave it a year. It just didn't work. All right. Cool. Man, I'll join you. Helping you out the door. <laughs> I ain't going nowhere. <laughs> Does, it, does that make sense? God, man. Here's the thing, man. You know what? Here's the thing. It's crazy, and I'm closing with this. Here's the thing. We got people that are passing us up, and we should be discipling them. They're passing us up. I should be leading them. Listen, God told Timothy, hey, or Peter told Timothy, don't let them despise your use. They don't want to do it. I'll get a 20-year-old to do it. But man, can you imagine if all of us, if just this group right here, we don't even have 100, but if all of us were in and devoted 100% to the vision and to the local church of what God has called us to do, my God, what we could do in this place. People in Mercedes would go, have you heard of that place over there? And you're like, yeah, I go there. <laughs> And again, that's not to build up this building. Do you understand that? It's to do the work of God. Father, we bless you and we glorify you, Lord, and we thank you. And um, that's it. That concludes our series on vision. And uh, we give you praise, God. But Lord, we're not going to be able to see, God, unless you, you help us see. We're not going to run with it unless you, you stir up our hearts. You're the God who hardens, and you're also the God that softens. And so my prayer is, is that we would get this word, 
and we wouldn't be hearers of the word only, that we would begin to be doers. That we would actually, like literally, Lord, we would actually sell out to the vision of our local body and what you called us to do. We would become strong families. We would become strong neighborhoods. We would become a strong local church to make an impact in our city and in this local valley. We thank you for that, Holy Spirit, in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, amen, amen. amen.